Hey, it's Caroline here and welcome to The Check-In, um, the podcast where we talk all things British Airways. And now it's hosted by colleagues from across the airline with guest speakers joining us to give you the inside scoop on what's happening at the nation's flag carrier. Now to give us this lovely podcast today, we've got the lovely Paul and we've got Molly with me hosting the podcast, but Julian's not able to join us today because he's enjoying his holiday. So he's off there. So hopefully he'll come back with us to join us in the next episode again very soon. Thanks, Caroline, and hi, everyone. Um, Today we're talking about BA's community investment, including our new community funding that we just launched in April. Because we do so much in the community, we've got a few different guest speakers for you today. So would you all like to introduce yourselves? Mandy, I'll start with you. Hi, Molly. I'm Mandy. I work in Global Operations. Hi, my name is Jackson Smith, and I run an organisation called Fantasy Wings. And thank you everyone for joining today's podcast. We'll hear more from our other guests shortly. First, let's check in with Mary Brew, Community Investments Manager. Thanks so much for taking your time with us today, Mary. You're pretty famous here at BA and the lovely lady behind all of your community plans. For our listeners who haven't really had the pleasure of meeting you, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role, please? Yeah, so I look after all of our community investment program for BA. So I work with Laura Phillips. So there's two of us in our community investment team and we look after all our charitable partnerships. So we look after our partnerships with Comic Relief and the Disasters Emergency Committee. Um, we support in our colleagues in their community endeavours and uh, communities in uh, response for crisis appeals. So it's kind of fit into three strands. Brilliant, thank you. So the Community Investment Fund launched on the 5th of April. Yeah. And you know I love getting involved with all the community stuff and flying star. I was lucky enough to go and visit a project overseas in Kingston. And obviously I'll do the BA Dash Strictly event and hopefully we're looking to do one for yes, next year. Definitely. Hot off the press, there we are, lovely. Yeah. But what makes the community fund different to the rest of the work we do? Well, we're very blessed to actually have a kind of comprehensive community investment programme. But many of the programmes we support are overseas. So um, we, Comet Relief and the Disasters Emergency Committee, pretty much all of the kind of work is for overseas projects. Um, although we do support our colleagues in the UK and we run match giving programmes and payroll giving programmes, um, after the pandemic, we realised that we really had to make a difference in the UK and our colleagues really wanted us to do this. They came to us in their droves and asked us, why are we not supporting their local community across the UK nationally? So the community fund for us was a next step. We had to do it. It was the right thing to do. And I really think that it will kind of change the way that we show up, showcase our community programmes in the future. So not only do great stuff overseas, but incredibly in the UK as well. That, that this is incredible that that's all come about from that. So looking at it, what charities and projects can apply to be so in the community? We're part fund? of the BA Better World programme. So we fit under sustainability now. So our focus areas are diversity and inclusion, well-being and mental health, um, environmental and community engagement and crisis support. So any applications can actually support, can actually apply for funding for those pillars. So literally, it's actually a really fantastic, robust, um, comprehensive community uh, scheme that they can actually apply for. Mm. And following on from that, you've actually the first four charities that kickstarted this launch were exactly what you've just said. You've got the garden, 
the energy, energy garden, garden yeah you've got that you've got black to nature yep. so that's the environment you've got global grooves which sounds fantastic oh, absolutely, we've got to be a part that. of that oh my god completely and then obviously later on we've got fantasy wings which we'll be talking to one of our um, guests on that so you are kind of you know literally we're making, embracing yeah, yeah we're making sure that we embrace so many communities mm -hmm. across the UK and I think we don't want it to be London focused mm -hmm. the whole kind of prime actually is to showcase that all our colleagues across yeah. the UK um, feel part of this so that it's not something that just one one crew or our crew or our colleagues but it's everybody can mm -hmm. actually be involved and I think that will have a, a massive impact on what we do in the future. Yeah so looking at the, the community page um, there's a whole diverse range of um, projects and charities on there. Yeah. How do you and Laura decide well, it's not funding. us that decide on the application process because we have to go through, so through Crowdfunder, it goes through a due diligence and governance process. So every application has to go through that to streamline, to make sure that we're um, given the funds to the right project, really, in effect. So then once it's done that, then it comes to us, Laura and myself, it's, if it's under £25,000. If it's over £25,000, we've got a community governance board set up, which our directors and a number of colleagues across the airline are on. And we meet every two months and they assess those particular projects. So hot off the press, one of the projects that we're supporting that we've just come from a community fund meeting is the British Red Cross. And we're going to be supporting them for the next two years with their crisis UK appeal. So to help with droughts, with any issues across the UK. So it's actually a, a fantastic programme because it's we're streamlined. It's actually a, it goes through the crowdfunder site, the microsite is checked for everything so that we know it's a proper. There's no issues. There's no uh, political or terror, you know, terrorist organisations that we work with or anything of that nature. And then once it goes through all of that, then we can fund it. And that's why that's kind of you've seen how many are on there already. They've all been pre-screened and all been checked. It's completely different to what BA would normally do. So this is really widening the kind of our spectrum and actually the impact that we can have in the communities across the UK. So for all our listeners out there and colleagues, how would they go about applying? So they can apply through the bacommunityfund.co.uk. So Mary, the community fund pot, how does it work? Does it refresh every year? You know. Yes, it does. So we're hoping to give as many projects as we can, um, kind of small funding and also a bigger amounts as well. So from £1,000 up to £50,000. But with our community governance board, we can actually go up to 100000 So already uh, Fantasy's Wings is one of the projects that we've actually supported. And that has received £84,000 because that was actually a fantastic diversity inclusion project that we wanted to support with more funds yeah definitely so let's find out more about fantasy wings um, one of the first organizations to receive funding from the community fund so we've got jackson joining us today hi welcome jackson how are you hi thank you very much for having me i'm very well thank you it's oh great. it's great to have you here today now tell us a bit more about fantasy wings so uh, we're an organization with the aims of increasing diversity in the aviation and airline pilot industry um, currently, the representation of pilots from um, black, Asian and minority ethnic backgrounds and women um, is not um, where we'd like to see it. So we're currently running a programme um, for young people, which teaches them more about aviation, um, how to become um, a commercial airline pilot and all different aspects of the um, aviation industry. And at the end, we give away a number of trial flights and we um, pay for a number of young people to get their private pilot's license. 
Wow. How did you do that before you got the BA funding? Um, so um, we've been running for a while now. We've got other organisations that we're partnered with. So um, like um, NATS, the National Air Transport um, Services. Um, we also work with a number of schools, councils um, and young people across the UK. And it's just it's just been a programme that has been had a high in uh, high uptake since the, the very start. Um, it's something that there's been a high appetite for um, and because of that we're seeing an increasing amount um, of organisations that want to work with us um, on the programme. So Jackson you've got I was looking at your website uh, last night and you've got a fantastic quote on there where you say change will only come through knowledge and action and that's why you have chosen to take action so that that so that we as a community have the knowledge to succeed and see real represent, representation in this industry in industry so what will the funding from the BA fund mean to you and Fantasy Wings? Well, it, it, it's good from the, the point of view that it allows more young people um, from diverse backgrounds to be able to access the programme who otherwise wouldn't have been able to. I mean, we have a number of schools. Um, we have um, care leaver services um, that really want spaces for their young people um, and don't have the ability um, to be able to fund that so we get asked a lot of the time is there any organizations um sponsoring spaces so british airways coming in and 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 taking the initiative to to do this for the young people and the organizations is really a massive um a massive step forward in making aviation more accessible um to diverse um groups of young people. Um, it's really admirable, to be honest. We, we're really enjoying um, our partnership with British Airways at the moment. Oh, Jackson, thank you so much. The work you and your team do, just it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, and it's so wonderful to hear firsthand from you how the funding helps provide even more opportunities for ethnic minority people and women to get involved in the world of avi aviation. I think it's hard to get into the world of aviation, never mind. Um, kind of the background and stuff that you well, come from. Well, just looking at the facts, it's like there's for men, there's 96% of men in the pilot aviation world. Um, for women, it's 4%, and for the ethnic minority, there's only 7%. So for what Jackson's doing mm. and banging that drum and getting it out there, it's just incredible work what you're doing. No, definitely. Thank you very much. I really, uh, we're we're really hoping to make some effective change, and especially with things like the pandemic, um, those figures have actually changed, and it's there's less representation um, at the moment after um, the pandemic. So it's it's it's, it's very important um, to see um, an effective change and to see more representation of. Um, young women, um, of young people from um, minority ethnic backgrounds, just to just to make the industry a more diverse and inclusive place. And then, and so for people again listening to this and thinking, actually, yes, I want to get into aviation. Do they just go to your website and just apply like that for for, for funding or? Um, so what they can do is they can go onto our website, fantasywings.co.uk, um, look at the programme page, um, and if they'd like to register for the programme, they can go to the register page on the website. Oh, great stuff. Oh. There we are. So from um, speaking to Jackson from uh, Fantasy Wings, we're going to go to our BA colleague Mandy, who's a lead volunteer for a charity which is really close to her heart, and encourage them to apply for funding to do even more of their great work. So hello, Mandy. Hello, 
Hello. Now I remember Mandy. I mean, you've been a, a charity champion for over 25 years. I've known you for all that time where you've really, you know, it's heart and soul of, of your being, you know, from terminal four days, you know, you you literally and your sustainability awards, you were awarded the extra mile award um, for all your incredible community work and supporting loads of great causes. I mean, including Dreamflight. Do you remember doing that, going to Disney? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And I'm still involved with Dreamflight, very involved in um, wow. fundraising and planning it on behalf of the of the business. Yeah. So and we're it, back there this year for the first time in three years. Oh wow! Because of the pandemic, so it's really exciting. I think it was a well-deserved award, to be honest. So welcome. So Mandy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, a bit of an insight into your role um, as part of a charity champion, so our listeners can learn a little bit more about you and, and what you do? Um, so I work in um, global operations. I think I said earlier, I'm in my 32nd year now. Um, and my role, uh, my job role, uh, sees me... Um, dealing with things that are new into the business um, and anything that isn't business as usual. So one of those things that um, I look after is charters. And so that's uh, I've worked with Mary from the community team around um, charters to support um, the DEC, um, you know, sent charters and um, valuable items to India, as an example. Uh, so that's part of my day to day role. Been involved in um, charities since I was um, at primary school actually <laughs> so a very long time and um, and uh, the majority of my time at British Airways and it's lovely to work alongside the community team because they do so much good so I encourage everybody in global operations to um, join join the group and get involved and do what they can to give back so what's your thoughts on the new community fund? Oh, gosh, when Mary told me about it, I, I couldn't believe it. There are so many positive words that you could use, but I think it's um, an outstanding programme that runs alongside match funding, which is also a, a fabulous initiative. I think it's really positive for internal colleagues um, to um, have the opportunity to raise money for things that are very dear to their heart and make a difference to people's lives. Um, I think it's life changing, quite honestly, um, as, as Jackson has already said, the money that that um, that his project is going to receive is going to be life changing for people. So that in itself is just incredible. I think it's truly amazing. So tell us about your charity. So um, aside from Dreamflight, I'm involved in a charity called Team Marine UK. We're a really, really small charity. Um, it was set up in 2013 um, and it's a rib boat, which is for anybody that doesn't know, it's like a, a speed boat um, and we can take out 10 children at a time on the boat. So it's, it's, it's based down in Southampton, Daniel hum, Humble, um, and we take children from across 32 um, different groups of uh, young people, mainly across the London area. Um, so very diverse, um, majority of them are quite underprivileged, um, which is, uh, you know, sad to see. Um, and uh, we take them out and we do workshops and team building um, and we show them that, that actually there is a better life out there. And do people, and, you know, you can aspire to do anything and be anything. And so from the, 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 the children uh, taking part in this, can they go on then to find careers in like the marine industry yeah yes they can absolutely um 
I, I, aside from from the marine industry, which some of them some of them have done, um, part of um, the investment that we'll use the money for is is around um, bringing children back into the charity so that they're involved into adulthood. So they will be the leaders that are taking the young people out um, and showing them how their life has turned around um, and that, that it is good to aim high because you can reach it. And who is Hot Fuzz? That's the boat. And how did you, and so for people who don't know, how, how did it become the name of Hot Fuzz? Um, the charity was set up by some metropolitan police officers, so I think they're often referred to as the Fuzz, aren't they? <laughs> and were they hot? Because obviously I'm going to go down. Oh, oh, down Check some hot fuzz out. <laughs> so hot fuzz was um, donated to them by the Gibraltar um, uh, HMRC. So it 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 was used once for bad things and is now used for very good things. Yeah. And it's good, it's inspiring, like you said. So they were once the children that were taken out, then they're going to be leaders and probably like, you know, Jackson's, um, you know, children that are kind of start on that programme, they become, you know, pilots and then they can kind of almost carry on Jackson what you're doing. So it's almost like a pay it back kind of thing or pay it forward mm -hmm. thing where, you know, they started doing that. Um, and they've got to where they are and then they kind of literally inspire other people to do it so yeah and um as i say that's what this 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 money and this this um charitable donation from british airways is going to help do and it just helps those children learn that there's a good life out there and it's actually really good to give back to you know when you've benefited from something i think it is important to be quite grounded and and give back what you can when you can so that that's that's something that we want to uh, um, to pursue. So you've mentioned a little um, bit how the um, community funding is going to help um, Teen Marine UK. Can you tell us a little bit more about how it's going to help you and your charity? So it's going to help us with um, sustainability and create longevity um, for the charity. Um, it, it's going to help us um, roll out various new programmes. Um, including at the minute the children come for, for a day and we want to roll that out to two or three days which will help with um, children that have got mental health issues because we'll really be able to invest the time that they need um, with them. It will help with um, team ethic, um, personal responsibility, knowing what that feels like and knowing that, that they can actually cope with that, helps them with their decision making and it will help them um, with their development to hopefully help them create a better future for themselves and their peers. Oh, thank you, Mandy, for joining us. Um, now, it wouldn't be right to talk about supporting communities without discussing what we're doing to help the ongoing crisis in Ukraine, which is quite, quite ongoing. So, Mary, could you tell us a little bit about what we're doing to help the people of Ukraine? So we've had quite uh, an in-depth programme for the last, um, sadly, for the last few months for mm. Ukraine. Um, our colleagues have been incredible. Um, we've had an onboard appeal from the 8th of March to the 30th of April with all funds on board raised going to the DC. And because of the volume, sheer volume of the envelopes actually ran out on board. Wow. We had to reorder 20,000 envelopes. So that tells you yeah. how oh, that's so uh, good. Yeah. That is so good. the crew have been absolutely incredible. 
do, you know, doing the onboard announcements. We have raised more than £350,000, which is phenomenal. When you think during the pandemic and everything, we weren't actually raising £8,000 in six months. No. So it really is testament to our fantastic colleagues, our crew community who we could not do without, yeah. you know. Um, separately to that, as a company, we have actually supported with cargo, excess baggage, with gifts in kind. So we've done 92,000 items. So things like toothbrushes, amenity mm. kits, pajamas, slippers. Yeah. They have all been shipped to refugees in Ukraine. Um, we've worked with 27 charities separate to the DEC to actually do that. Mm. We've also done funding ourselves through our community budget and through um, Sean's budget as well. So for us, it's so important. You cannot underestimate how much people come in together what they can do and the impact they can have and colleagues have written to us and have emailed who are ukrainian or for polish or who are romanian who are around mm. who actually see the support that we're given so it'll never be enough we mm. still need to give yeah. more we yeah. still need to keep it up um how can we, people get involved yeah so um every week every thursday we do um we get projects to come to uh, Waterside and they collect things to go out to different countries so we've actually got them in the basement and um, we do that every week they can also the on one there's a donation link to the DEC they can do they can support their local community so a lot of uh, local projects are asking for certain items um, so there is something for everyone to mm. do it's not and it's not always about money because we do know the impact people are having in the UK at the moment with costs of living and different you know it's not always about money but the DC are so thankful mm. honest mm. to god I, I can't tell you how empowered it makes me feel and Laura in our community team to knowing that our colleagues are get are doing so much and our customers and it's good the way you said obviously the way things have been since the pandemic with you know people losing their jobs or getting a pay cut or things like that you know money's tight cost of living's gone up you know so people are a bit kind of a bit conscious that oh can I give yeah. a little bit of it but actually it's not all like you said it's not all yeah. about money yeah. it's about your time and getting involved is actually and as well as as you said it's not about the money it's yeah. about things that they can need so it's just a toothbrush yeah. or a sleeping bag in your garage I've got a yeah. load of stuff there's, there's <laughs> one, one project we just supported that we give 10,000 toothbrushes to and that went to Romania and to Poland. And they were young children when they came off the um, ships and come off the lorries and they had all had a rucksack bag. And in that they had all of our items. Oh, so you can it's imagine the impact, them. how a Skyflies pack, a toothbrush, a hairbrush. Yeah. Such basic items. So yeah. you can imagine there were end of range products that we had and oh. we're thankful to BA and yeah. to our suppliers that have helped us do that. But they are actually there. We have all yeah. the pictures. We have, you know, it, it's just incredible. But never realise that it's not about, yeah. it's the impact you can have exactly. on, on somebody and how you can make them feel. Because we take it all for granted we've got these yeah. things, but these poor children and families have literally just left yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the basic things. Yeah, there's just so, co so colleagues... Got getting involved is so incredibly important mm -hmm. but not only BA as head office Sean has been an incredible supporter of everything that we do in community and every time I've asked for support funding anything in the last couple of years with the pandemic we have been able to get it from the top the leadership have actually supported us to do yeah. things so honestly guys this is a team effort yeah. everybody across the airline regardless of what role we do we, we all can play an impact
Brilliant. Mm -hmm. So for yeah. colleagues that are, are listening and they may have, as Caroline said, she's got sleeping bags in the yep. so garage hack. Did they just bring to head office? So community.branch at ba.com is our email um, or they can email me, Mary Brew or Laura Phillips. What we're trying to do is certain items because of the need and it changes very rapidly. Mm -hmm. So they may need hygiene kits for ladies. They might need something else for children. So we have kind of a wish list every week of things that we actually need. What do you need now? So, um, <laughs> With toothbrushes we have we've got about four thousand left but they will be shipped out tomorrow thursday on thursday mm -hmm. they'll be shipped out so i think it will be after that it will be things like books um so i'm just waiting to kind of find out so i think um the charities we work with are just overwhelmed mm -hmm. um baggage our, our our baggage teams um brian mackey has been incredible giving us all the buggies that we no longer that that people didn't claim on the flights. So all of those buggies and push chairs went mm -hmm. on three vans last week to Warsaw. So you can imagine the impact that will have. You mm -hmm. imagine coming with nothing. You haven't got a buggy. You've got three children and you mm -hmm. can't support them. So that shows the little every mm -hmm. little thing you guys do. On, it's incredible the amount mm -hmm. of support. Amazing. Thank you. And to talk more about Ukraine, let's chat with Simon from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Uh, thank you, Simon, for joining us. I know you're very busy, but we'd just love to hear about your background and what you do. Yeah, hi. Um, thanks for having me, and it's an uh, absolute pleasure to be here. So, yeah, my name's Simon Beresford. I'm uh, the Director of Fundraising and Marketing uh, here at the Disasters Emergency Committee, the DEC. Um, so uh, I've been here for ooh, uh, about four years now, uh, and I've been a uh, charity fundraiser and working in this kind of space uh, for about eight, 18 years, so uh, a, a little while. Um, and uh, yeah, absolutely delighted to be here with you talking today and telling you a little bit more about what we're up to and our work with BA. So can you give us more of an insight of, into how the funds raised actually help the people of Ukraine? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, first of all, let me, let me just say that uh, this response overall from the public, as I'm sure you may have seen, um, has been just phenomenal. Um, we launched the appeal in, in March and since then we've raised um, over £300 million, pounds, uh, which is just uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I can also tell you that uh, just that today we announced that we've actually in the first week of the appeal uh, broke a world record um, uh, for the most amount of money raised online uh, in a week. Uh, and that was when we launched launched the appeal. So overall, the response from the public, the response from uh, corporate partners, the response from everyone across the country to this appeal has been truly a once in a generation moment of outpouring of uh, love, support, solidarity for um, those who've been uh, impacted by this conflict. Uh, and so the onus then comes on to us and onto our 15 member charities who we um, gather together, coordinate and support um, to make sure that we're getting that money to where it's needed most, as I'm sure you can appreciate. And, um, you know, BA support's been a key part of that. Um, and I'll just give you a couple of examples of um, uh, where that money is going. So uh, we're responding in Ukraine itself, but also in the surrounding countries. So in places like Poland, Romania, Hungary, Moldova, places where, um, you know, uh, refugees fleeing the conflict are, 
uh, are crossing the borders. So there's there's help needed both in Ukraine and outside of Ukraine. So just to give you some examples, um, within Ukraine, um, the British Red Cross, who are one of our members um, with DEC funding, they're providing first aid training, psychological support um, uh, in shelters. So you would have seen on on uh, your news screens where people are sheltering. Um, so uh, one of you will have aid workers working there, often local people themselves who've been recruited and trained um, by our member agencies, by our charities um, to and given expert support to then provide um, support, surgical training for people who've been injured, um, uh, providing the shelter itself, food, water, hygiene kits, the kind of things that you can imagine people need uh, when they're in a desperate circumstance. Um, so that's an example of the kind of thing that's going on within Ukraine itself. Um, but then if we look across the borders um, in places like uh, Poland, for instance, one of our members, the International Rescue Committee, um, they're uh, providing cash. Um, uh, so, you know, if you can think about you've had to leave your home, you've had to just pick up whatever you can, you're fleeing, you know, uh, a conflict that's happening all around you. You've seen those pictures on your TV screens um, of people just, you know, traveling along roads with nothing but what they could carry. Um, sometimes cash is actually the most dignified way that we can support people because what it does is it puts uh, money in their hands to make their own decisions about what they need to do next. Um, and so, um, yeah, International Rescue Committee, one of our members in Poland um, is providing cash support directly to refugee families um, so they can safely fit, meet their immediate needs as they cross the border. Um, that's on top of, you know, food parcels, um, uh, you know, sanitation, hygiene, water, uh, shelter, all the other things that people might need as they're crossing the border. So there's just a couple of examples. I can give lots more. I'm, I feel like I'm starting to witter away now, but um, um, yeah, you know, that that support that we've received from the public, from BA, uh, your uh, customers and your staff, um, it's going to those immediate needs and that response. Um, but if, if I might also, sorry, I know I'm, I'm already ranting away. I can, I can talk about this stuff for ages, but, um, uh, but um, uh, you know, the, one of the real benefits of this being such a large response um, uh, it, uh, from the public is that we're able to spend that money now on, on what the immediate needs are right now. But as I'm sure you can all appreciate, um, this conflict is a is a rapidly changing situation, um, and the needs that people have now today aren't necessarily the needs they're going to have in the months or even unfortunately years ahead. And so, because we've got such a large response from the public, that is absolutely incredible because it means that the money is there, the funding is there for us to keep changing the response, keep changing as the needs themselves evolve um, in, in the months ahead. So, um, yeah, just a huge thank you um, to everything. Uh, BA colleagues, BA um, customers as well, staff, everyone who's been involved in what you've been doing. Um, it is providing that immediate support, but also it's enabling us to be ready for what's to come. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And you can clearly tell how passionate you are about this side. Yeah. It's just so Top man for the job. Yeah. Like really refreshing to hear. Absolutely. And if, if I might jump in on that, I, I just want to say to, to all those people who might be listening, who've um, been putting that, that hard work in, uh, you know, your 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 staff who who make those announcements or and who go around and take up those collections and, and your customers and others who might be listening as well. Um, every penny, every coin, every everything that people have contributed, uh, it is making that very practical, real difference. Um, and I know I, I think we've had feedback from your good selves that 
the lean in um, from customers on board has been absolutely incredible. Um, and I just want to say on behalf of the DEC, on behalf of our member agencies, uh, our charities who are being supported, and most importantly, on behalf of those who are actually receiving that support. Uh, in, in as much as I can legitimately thank you on their behalf, uh, <laughs> let me say a, a huge thank you because um, it is making a real difference as I think we can all see uh, week in, week out on our TV screens. This is an, an urgent need. It's, it's a one, once in a generation moment. Um, and, uh, you know, BA, your staff, uh, your customers have absolutely been uh, at the heart of responding to that alongside uh, many others. Um, and, and that is making a real difference. So thank you. Honestly, genuine thank you from us. Well, thank you, Simon. Um, like I said, you can clearly see, hear the passion in your voice and it's lovely to hear. Um, and I cannot believe to hear that was 300 million Raise. Oh yeah, well, it, it's over 300 million now. Um, but this is the biggest response from the public to an emergency since the Boxing Day tsunami in, in 2004. So when, when you put it in those terms, um, you are talking about once in a generation moments that, that where there is a real, uh, that there's a real moment in time where the UK public, the, the wider public um, are uh, responding to what they're seeing at, at a particularly phenomenal level. And that moment is right now. Um, and that's a very special thing to be a part of, obviously not for a good reason. It's for a very difficult reason, um, but it's a special thing to see happening. Um, and uh, what I can promise you is that we take very seriously and our member charities take very seriously uh, to get that money where it needs to go, um, not only as quickly as possible, but also as effectively as possible to make the biggest difference for for, for those who are who are suffering right now. And, and, and that's what we're all doing this for. So, yeah, again, thank you. And, and um, yeah, just a phenomenal result. Yeah. I could sit and talk to you for hours, Simon. Oh, no. um, but I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you, Mary. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Jackson and Mandy for joining us today. Um, the Check-In Podcast is our podcast hosted by BA colleagues like myself, Paul, Julian and Caroline. You can listen to more episodes as we release them. So we hope you've enjoyed today's episode on all things community. If you do work at BA, you can get in touch with us through our chat room on one. And if you've got a topic that you'd like us to cover, please do let us know. But thanks for listening. Take care. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, it's been the check-in. If you've not enjoyed it, it's been Loose Women. See you next week. <laughs>